You are listening to episode five of the workshop podcast with Megan Williamson, Pinterest expert and founder of Pin Potential. We're chatting about Pinterest and learning about why we should be on this platform with our creative businesses. I'm loving this topic because she shares so many great tips with us to just to get started. This is an underutilized and undervalued platform for local businesses offering workshops. In the world of Pinterest, there's so many pretty things to look out out there and we can get a little bit sidetracked, but we're going to learn the purpose of Pinterest for your business, how you can strategically use Pinterest to curate your content and the importance of sharing and pinning as a strategy to be found by your local customers online. Let's get to know Megan and learn how we can transform our businesses with Pinterest. Welcome everyone to today's podcast episode. We are here with Megan Williamson. I'm super excited to introduce her to uh, our listeners today. Now Pinterest, Pinterest potential. So for those of you, uh, the topic today is Pinterest. We have our Pinterest expert with us now. Uh, such a pleasure, Megan. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Super excited. So we're going to talk about how we can use Pinterest in our businesses. Yeah, it's a, it's a big world. <laughs> it is, it is. And I, you know what? I'm actually just really diving deep into Pinterest myself. And I am shocked at how imperative it is for us to have even just an account to get started. So Sure. Well, I find what's interesting is the people that I work with, when we first start chatting, they all admit that they're all using Pinterest for themselves. So like in a personal way, looking for inspiration, planning recipes, um, you know, maybe looking for new outfit inspiration. And then I, my next question is, well, why aren't you using it for your creative business or your business? And they kind of look at me like, wait, what? I can do that? And I like, of course, it's this magic source of traffic. It's this wonderful platform that is over 2.5 million people, um, actually 2.6, I think now, and probably growing. That was the statistic that was shared in February. So I'm sure it's even higher now of people who are searching for their planning. So they're searching for images that will give them inspiration for how to uh, do something, how to per what they want to purchase. And so for me, it really, the way that I explain it to business owners, it's like Google, but for images. And so as a business owner, this could be incredibly powerful. So what I've learned too is, so, and I never thought about it in this terms, but yeah, Pinterest is a search engine. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so different. So when people talk about Pinterest and they'll say like, well, on Facebook, you do this or Instagram, you do that. Um, and, and they use it sort of like yeah, Pinterest is in the same bucket. It's really not in the same bucket. It is actually more in competition with Google because what it is, is people are searching for um, solutions to their problems. Um, so it's, it's more of a search engine in that people are either searching with their eyes. So they call that a visual search or a guided search, or they're searching using keywords. So they'll put in paint workshop or um, how to paint a dresser, or they'll put in, um, you know, chicken taco recipes or, you know, whatever your, whatever 
whatever the sort of planning a trip to Mexico City. Um, are you, are put- you on my Pinterest account? <laughs> Are we going to Mexico? Are we going to Mexico? Yeah, Yeah. I wish. So that actually brings a good point. So now we're talking about Pinterest for business. So Mm -hmm. if we're setting up a business account, should we be pinning all of those different topics? Well, that's a great question. So as a business owner, I I always recommend that you think about the original purpose of the platform. And the purpose of Pinterest is to... Um, inspire, to gather ideas, solve problems, research things. So if you're going to be buying something or you're thinking about renoing a room or anybody, anything that the word planning could be applied to, I think can be used for Pinterest. And so I want you to use, but business owners have that extra little you know, caveat where I want them to be strategic. So you need to think about who your perfect customer is. So who are the type of people that are going to buy products or services from you? And then what you want to do, pardon me, is to create a business and a Pinterest account that is attractive to those people. So if you are running workshops or you are teaching a skill or you are selling a product that teaches something, you want to think about the, what I call um, affinity interests, or they are things that are related to that industry or niche. So there's the obvious things. Um, It's easy for me to use you, Jacqueline, as the example, but you would probably have boards related to furniture paint, related to do-it-yourself, related to running a small business, um, you as a person. So this is something that's really important is that sometimes people become so hyper-focused on their business is that they kind of take themselves out of it. And I actually always recommend that you keep yourself in your business because on Pinterest, people want to see you. You're, you're the person that people fall in love with. Um, and so I always say to use things that humanize you. If you're a mom, Hey, keep your mom stuff on there. Um, yes, I don't want you to have 30 boards about, you know, baby showers or kid-friendly recipes if you run a business that's about, you know, running workshops, but to have two or three boards that are related to who you are as a person who, you know, maybe the travel that you want to do, that's totally fine. But what I would say is that the majority of content that you share should be more related to your field. Got it. That's that's my general recommendation. So if you have 10 boards, six to seven are more related to your niche. So if you're a creative, so like, you know, maybe artistic, you have boards related to those areas. And then if you are, say you're somebody who like a total traveler and you love traveling, you would have one board about traveling. I want to, when you create boards on Pinterest, they become a vehicle for sharing things related to your business. So if you have too many that are kind of like out there off, off in your personal life, that's totally fine. You can secret those boards. And so you can still pin to them. Just your potential customers don't need to see that. The same way that probably if you're on Instagram, you have accounts that are your friends' accounts that you follow, but you wouldn't necessarily be sharing pictures of your friends on your business Instagram account. Right. And I think that's such an amazing feature that Pinterest offers is those secret boards, because even if you're unsure of your own ideas and whether you post it, start it as a secret board first and then see if it's got a flow to the way it looks. 
Yeah, just that's just it, right? It allows you to see that bigger picture. Like the original idea of Pinterest is back in the day, we would all cut up our favorite magazines and, you know, grab pieces of paper from things, get a print and put it up on a pegboard and with pins. And I think that's how I see a Pinterest board now. It's, it's my virtual representation. So if I'm planning a room reno, or maybe I'm going to go on a shopping trip um, somewhere, and I know there's going to be shops there that I don't usually go to, I'll, I'll pin a bunch of outfits that I like. You know, I really want to get a, a mustard colored sweater, and I want to buy a pair of like brown shoes. Right. So I'll put it all onto one board. And then what I can do is I can look at the board as a whole and say like, oh yeah, there, that's what I was thinking. Um, and I think that's very true for when people are on Pinterest and they're looking for people to follow and they're looking for ideas and inspiration, they're looking to see what your style sense is, like, you know, um, what's what you've been curating and then what you have to offer. So if you have a good eye for content that really educates, so say you, you teach people, um, I'm trying to think of, I'm making up an example on the spot, but you teach people how to maybe something related to cooking. So you are that you're very good at that, but teaching other people how to do that is a whole nother game. Mm-hmm. And maybe, so you have an eye for chefs that are easy to learn from, or maybe like, you know, the type of tools you need that are going to help you do your job successfully in the kitchen, like, you know, the best pots or the best pot holders, but a regular person doesn't know how to find those things. So maybe you don't necessarily teach people, um, you know, how to pick a pot, but you could have a board. So you teach people how to cook, but you could have a board about your favorite kitchen or culinary things. And that to me is related to your perfect people. And you're sharing really valuable information. People are looking for education and they're looking for high quality information on Pinterest. So if you, if that is very easy for you to find that information and you have your favorite websites and blogs and media sources that you go to, um, you know, Bon Appetit and all those big ones, you curate that information in one spot and then you attract your per- perfect customers. And the next thing you know, they're looking at the pins that you create for your business. Right. And so Pinterest, I guess that's the other thing that I like that you brought up is that you don't always have to be creating your own content, that sharing mm-hmm. other people's content is just as valuable as creating your own. It is. Is there like a ratio that you... Yeah. So I do. So I teach a ratio to my students, but it's always with this, like you have to, everybody's ratio is different. So somebody like yourself, like you've been taking beautiful photos for years, you have tons of amazing content on your website. You have a lot more to share than somebody who's just starting out. So you could have a much higher ratio than other people. We want to make sure Pinterest is not just about yourself. It's not this like that you just pin your own content. Like on Instagram, it's mostly just about us, right? Like we just, we have our own photos. You talk about yourself. You talk about what you have to offer. Whereas Pinterest is this place that if, you know, you should be sharing other people's content because it fills out your content. So the ratio that I recommend to people to start with is 80% other. So I call, when I say other, I mean information that comes from other people. Maybe it's your friends, maybe it's media sources, maybe it's blogs, but it's, it's in your, in your industry or niche. And then 20% your own. Now, some people who are just starting out with their business might have a harder time keeping that ratio, but the idea that you look at it the way that I teach that you should look at it is the more that you share of other people's content, the more you can share of your own. So some people who have been 
online for like, you know, five, eight, 10 years, they have hundreds of thousands of things to share of their own. So they can have a much higher ratio of their own content. So they might even go to a 50-50 ratio. Um, but what you want to think about is user experience. So if people just keep saying the same thing over and over again, that's yours, it's really boring. And no one, like you're not giving them new information. So that's why it's so important to sort of weave your own content in with other people's content. And that creates for an improved user experience. And then Pinterest loves you. Users love you because you're sharing other amazing information along with your own. And the more people who are interested in your account are the more people who are going to see the information that you create and that right. you're selling. Um, so really it becomes this, that's where I talk about the strategy. So people, I often have businesses who approach me and they're like, well, why would I talk about another business? And the reality is you don't want to talk necessarily about your direct competitor. So if someone's in the same town as you doing the same thing as you, or even in a town over, but what you can do is talk about people who are doing cool things related, but aren't in direct competition with you. Um, and I think that's just like, a nice, you know, building community over competition, sharing other inspiring information. Um, I personally share other business tips and Pinterest tips from other people doing similar things because I can't be all things to all people. You know, there's a lot of people out there in the world. There's a lot of people doing really amazing things. And I think I don't, I can promote other people without bringing down my own business. And it just builds my credibility, I think, by saying like, I can't be you know, a hundred percent for everybody. Yeah. And so when I'm creating a Pinterest board, mm -hmm. how do I actually use Pinterest to help drive sales in my business? So there's a few things you can do. What I would say is one of the really important things that you'll notice is that you want to make sure the content that you're sharing on Pinterest that's related to your business is valuable. And the way that you catch people's interest is by creating what we call like a high value pin or a very clickable pin. So I sometimes tell people when they're just getting started on Pinterest to step away from it as the business owner and think about how you use Pinterest as a personal individual. So what makes you click on that recipe? What makes you click on that um, article about how to decrease tantrums in your toddler? How, like, why did you, what drew your eye to that and find content that makes you click on it. And then think about how that applies to your business. So we know that there's, it's actually a little bit like a recipe. There's a few things that really help drive traffic which then in turn turns to leads and sales for your business on Pinterest. And your Pinterest pins or graphics that are related to your business are really important. So one of the first things you have to think about is your images. So if you're taking, you know, beautiful, clean images that really show what people are going to get. So whether I call those hero shots so shots that are your like beautifully staged images that really show people like you take fantastic images, Jacqueline, like oh, you, you. you really like your flat lays are gorgeous. It, you know what? I think it's like, it lays out for them, right? Like a kit or, and it shows them what's involved, the finished product, 
what the materials look like. And I think depending on what your niche is or what industry in, that looks like different. Um, so depending on what you're, and this is where people often will come to me about a personal, like, well, okay, but my industry this, or I can't show that. There's always ways that we can work with that. But, you know, think about the images you're using. If you do not have high quality images, don't fret. You can use stock photography. So there's some people who rely heavily on stock photography and get tons of traffic from Pinterest. So I would say there's free images that you can use, but you can also pay for, for images. I think sometimes you have to think about, um, there's a lot of images that we've all seen before on the internet and generally it's because they're free. Um, so, you know, investing $20 is a great idea to buy a, a batch of unique images. And then the next thing about getting people's attention is putting text overlay. Mm -hmm. So this is a, this is a title that tells people what they're going to get when they click through to your whatever you're driving traffic to. So maybe it's, um, yeah, a workshop. Maybe it's a blog post teaching people about the value of upcycling. Maybe it's about, you know, eight smoothie recipes with peanut butter. Like depending on what your industry or niche is, um, you want a, a short snappy text overlay title that tells people what they're going to find when they go through. And you really want to make sure um, this is where you have to really think about the words that you use and how do you, you know, you want people to be able to read your pin in one second. It's like a highway, right? Pinterest is a highway and you're trying to grab somebody's attention with your imagery and your text and having something, if you're hoping to generate leads to a workshop or to something on your website, you're going to want to make sure that you have like a nice call to action that tells them sign up to get access to sign up to learn more or learn more on the blog post or head to the blog to learn more. Um, you just don't want to put too much text. You want to remember that you have actually what's called a pin description. So every image has an area where you can put in 500 characters and that's really where you tell people, you know, head on, head to this blog post to learn all about, um, you know, how to make a seasonal sign for Easter, blah, 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 or put together an Easter basket yeah. or whatever it, your, your area is. Um, so you want, that's basically sort of the, the gist of it, but you want to create images that are very um, appealing to the eye and then have some text overlay and let people know what they're going to get when they head there. So the biggest thing that I got out of what you just said was that you actually have to tell them where to go. So mm -hmm. click here to get this. So that mm -hmm. call to action is really like you want to direct that traffic somewhere. Mm -hmm. Where is the benefit. Yeah. So the best thing ideally is if the business owner uh, owns, has a website, that is really the number one. Um, I always recommend that people have a website, even if it's very, very basic. Um, and if somebody is not a business owner is not in a position, or maybe it just feels very overwhelming, you can drive traffic to your Instagram account or your Facebook um, now the difficulty with driving traffic to those things is that you cannot track it. One of the benefits of a Pinterest for business account that you can sign up for, it's free, is that you can track how many people are looking at your pins, what they're clicking on and what they're saving. So this is another thing about Pinterest. 
people save their inspiration and their ideas. So you can put things out into the world of Pinterest and see that 200 people saved your cool, you know, workshop link for later. So maybe they want to gift it to somebody. Maybe they want to, they want to look at it later. Maybe they live in a, you know, they're planning a trip to the city that you, you execute your workshops in. So they're thinking, oh, I'm going to go there. And I would love to do that because I live in a small town that doesn't offer that. Um, that's another thing is that if you are very geographically based, so if you are a business owner or service provider who only works with people who come to your shop or come to your town, you want to make sure that your pin descriptions include the name of the town or city that you are in. If you offer virtual services, you have no barriers, right? Anybody can buy something from you, <clears throat> pardon me. But if you don't have an online shop or you don't offer your products digitally, you want to ensure that people who are, you know, I'm based in Toronto, Canada. So if I only provide my services or my workshops in Toronto, I want to make sure that in my pin description, I'm saying this is a Pinterest workshop based in Toronto, Canada, um, you know, so that when people are searching for Toronto, maybe people are searching Pinterest marketing, Toronto, I'll come up or Pinterest workshop, Toronto. Um, otherwise, you know, people have to fly you to wherever so even, they are. Even if you're on Google and you're searching for an event in like I'm in Surrey, BC, mm -hmm. then that image can still come up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, under mm -hmm. a Pinterest search, but yeah. So it does. Um, Google is trying to prevent that a little bit right now. There's actually some tech, <laughs> tech gossip there. Um, Google is realized that Pinterest is a huge competitor of theirs. And so traditionally, yes. Um, and that Pinterest search terms were ranking higher than anything else on Google. And then Google realized, wait a sec, you're my competitor. So things still rank very high from Pinterest on Google. But the reality is, is they aren't Google isn't helping. They're not hindering, but they definitely right. aren't helping Pinterest right. with that search. But, but it's people, true. and that just shows the power of numbers that people are actually going specifically to Pinterest to find content, yeah. to find information. Well, so just, as, mm -hmm. go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, if you think about where social media has gone, is that we are very, very visual and we have very short attention spans for reading. <laughs> we do. And so if you go to something like Pinterest, that is, mostly just images you're they call it like you're it's a guided search with your eyes so google is putting in words um we say like youtube is visual but also you're listening there's like all these other platforms that appeal to different things but we love images and so that's why people turn to pinterest right. or even like if you search it on google it will tell you about something that's on pinterest right which is why pinterest i think is a huge player in our industry so anybody mm -hmm. who's leading workshops mm -hmm. um in workshops you're using materials yeah things that are tangible so if you can get those things looking really pretty um, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I started selling DIY kits, because it's like something that people is, that's tangible that people can buy that is outside of the workshop experience. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Well, and I think like what's really amazing too, and it, a benefit for anybody who runs hands-on workshops is that Pinterest loves process pictures. So if you can get some great images of you teaching or you actually doing what you teach, like in there with your students or your materials, 
those types of images do so well and before and after images. So if you show like if your workshops are centered around sort of like you could show the materials before and then show the finished product of what people have at the end and whether it be you're teaching writing, you're teaching, you know, like there's so you could apply this to anything. But people love seeing that transformation. And that's yeah. why actually, if you have a website that has a blog on it, and that's part of your story as a business. And people love hearing about that. Yeah. Like, why should I participate in this workshop? What am I going to learn? And part of your story as a business that can be told through blog posts is like the personal experiences and transformations that people experience when they participate in workshops, right? Yeah. And that's why we, we are drawn to workshops. We also love that sense of community and meeting other people and, and those hands-on activities, right? And this just reiterates the whole importance of actually capturing that on camera. So mm-hmm. you're going through the motions anyways. It's things that come naturally to, your, to you and your business. Absolutely. So if you can capture that while you're in the motion of doing it, that's the yeah. whole documenting so that you can use them to promote. Absolutely. And people love seeing that. They like that. We have to fill in the gaps. Like if someone is a bit anxious or they've never been in your store before, they don't know who you are or they've never been in your workshop space. They've never met you. So what you need to do is show who you are and how you teach, which you know you're good at. You know, there's a reason why you're drawn to this, but how do you show that through images? And that's why probably if, um, you know, if you do this type of work, it's so valuable to invest in having, maybe you have a friend who's like a photographer, or maybe you have the financial ability to invest in a local photographer who can come by one afternoon when there's nice light and you're teaching a workshop. Maybe it's a fake workshop, right? You're just teaching it to a few friends of yours, but it's going to show you in your natural element and get some pictures of you doing it and probably laughing and smiling. And it's sort of like in the world that we live in now, we're doing so much research before we actually buy and purchase and participate. So if people can have a little glimpse into that, and that's why we're all drawn to Instagram, right? Instagram gives us this little behind the scenes of what something is before we even step foot into the workshop. And that stuff is like gold on Pinterest as well. So if you can invest in those, those things, it's good. They're vehicles, right? They're going to help show people who aren't sure if they want to sign up or they aren't sure if they want to call you or email you, it's going to let them have a little glimpse into your world before they come into it. And that is like, that is business gold right there. Yeah. So, so cool. I was writing notes while you were talking. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Remember that. Do that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So for someone who's starting out, oh my goodness, use your phone to take pictures, Mm -hmm. like just get started. Yeah. Started. Uh, start your, so you mentioned business account, very different than a regular Pinterest account. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would convert to a business account because it gives you the abilities to look the abilities. That doesn't make sense. The ability to look at your numbers. I think as business owners, it's some, especially if you're creative, we're kind of like, Oh, numbers, I don't, Oh, but listen, (laughs) we have to be able to see what the return of your investment of your time is. I think as, as business owners, we often don't value our own time and we could be in our business all day long, right? Oh, it's just, it's just half an hour. It's just 15 minutes. But though, 
those, that adds up. Um, and the reality is, is that you have to look at the return. So all that time we're spending on Facebook and Instagram and, and Pinterest, what's giving you the return for traffic and in turn people who are purchasing from you. And if something that isn't turning into purchases, you really have to decide if it's valuable for your business. That's, that's good. Yeah, but I think people get um, nervous about the numbers, right? But I think you can decide what that looks like. Maybe it's somebody, you know, especially from Pinterest, maybe it's somebody who doesn't, you know, sign up for a workshop right away, but it's somebody who reaches out to you via email and they want to see if their your workshop is yeah. a good. So to me, that's like a valuable, what we call like a warmed up lead. Yeah. It's somebody who's interested in you, you know, they're, they're the right person for you, but they just need you to, I call it nurturing. And that's actually why I use Instagram to nurture all the people who are interested in my services. It lets them see who I am. It lets them learn about what I offer. And then I can answer their questions. And then hopefully they end up approaching me to help them actually teach them how to use Pinterest in a very strategic and purposeful way. But the idea is that they get to learn who I am before they even contact me. Um, without having, you know, some people are shy or you, we all like to look at things before we actually do it. Right. I'm like that. I, and, I've researched and I'm sure everything. you have some avid followers too, that, yeah. that are just maybe not ready yet, Absolutely, but they are following you. So yeah, that's, I do. that's I have exactly people- what you want to track they show up to every live they've, they've opted in um, or they've signed up to watch every webinar I have to offer. And those are great people because what I called those people, yes, they haven't bought from me yet, but I'm turning them into super fans. So yes. maybe they don't have the budget to sign up for something yet or to walk through the door and become a customer, but they are one more person who knows who I am, what I'm doing. And I want to turn them into a, uh, you know, a, a Megan, super like, you know, we all know, like we all love social, but word of mouth when someone I trust says, Hey, have you heard of Jacqueline? She teaches people how to run amazing workshops. And like right away, it's like when someone speaks highly of you, who I already, they have my trust, I'm going to listen to them and then I'm going to purchase. And so that's like good old fashioned word of mouth, right? Crazy. Mm-hmm. It is. It, 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 and it's about, you know, using Pinterest is just about, um, showcasing a catalog of the things that you love and the things that you do. Yeah. And I think something that I really teach people is it's a different, it's different people than what are, who are following you on Facebook and Instagram. And Pinterest has this amazing ability to increase your visibility and get your name in front of so many people. You don't have to have like a thousand followers or a hundred thousand followers. You can have five followers and Pinterest will show you to so many people. Those days are long gone on Facebook and Instagram. We know that Instagram used to share. I like every day they used to share like, Hey, go follow Jacqueline. She's in the DIY world. Like go check her out. Instagram doesn't do that anymore. Facebook squashes our, our stuff unless like, you know, we're doing all these things and it's true. Like, you know, we're all working to try to get in front of more people and increase our visibility. And what's interesting is that Pinterest is sort of like the little sister or little brother of the world that it still is championing those. If you're creating good content, Pinterest will show you to people and you don't have to have big followers. Um, and that's, what's amazing about it is I, I work with a company who hasn't even a 
announced that they're public yet. And they get, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of views from Pinterest of people who are interested in their niche just because they've been putting their content and building up who they are. So they're increasing their visibility every day without even being a public business yet. Like no one even knows they exist. Um, it's just this amazing tool for visibility and in getting in front of new people, especially new people in North America. That is the biggest audience on Pinterest. So I'm a local business store owner that offers workshops. Mm -hmm. How would I start? So I would start by signing up for a business account. So if you have a personal account, you can convert it to a business account or you can start fresh. Um, either or both are free and you know, you don't have to pay anything. Um, what I would do from there is hopefully you have a website that you are driving traffic to. If not, it's a little bit trickier, um, but you can, what you can do is you can share images that do link to your Instagram posts or your Facebook posts, but it's going to be harder for you to track that traffic, but you can drive traffic. I've worked with people before who drive traffic to their Facebook. So we're going to just assume everyone is going to get a website or have a website. (laughs) So then what you do is if you are planning on getting a website or you have one, you verify that website. So that's, it sounds quite techy, but what it basically in very plain language, it means that you are going to put a piece of website code on your website that tells Pinterest that you own that website, that you're allowed to track what happens with it. Once it's been verified and Pinterest has lots of wonderful tutorials, but how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, you know, ask a either tech support friend, or if you, you know, you use someone to help build your website, have them help you. Um, and then what you do is you just get started, you know, done is better than perfect and just start pinning. I would say, try to make your life easier by using a approved scheduling app. Um, you, no one has the time to be on Pinterest all day, every day. So using an app that lets you schedule out the content really helps. There's one that I use called Tailwind. It has API, which means that it's approved by Pinterest. Um, so it's safe to use. It's not going to do anything that's going to get you in hot water. Um, and I say, just get pinning. Make sure you use a nice profile picture where people can see where you are. And if you are a local business, make sure that you have that name in your profile description where you are located. And then for the content that you're adding to Pinterest from your website, make sure that you're adding the city or town where you are located. So one, if people are searching, you know, things in, in Buffalo, New York that you come up. So if people are tourists and they're looking for things in Buffalo, New York, New York, you're going to rank. Um, or if also someone stumbles upon your pin and you are offering that workshop only in Buffalo, that they can see that in the pin description that you're based in Buffalo. Super cool. And now Mm. the beauty of workshops is that we have seasons Mm -hmm. and seasons are huge on Pinterest. Absolutely. Holidays and all that fun stuff. So you can really niche down into the services that you offer to make it relevant to your business too. And I would say just as a little tip is that Pinterest works typically three months ahead of a season. So make sure that if you're running an Easter workshop that you start promoting it in January, February, which people are kind of like, what? But that is just how far ahead. So people like, and that's where it's a planning platform. So people are planning, people switch into like physically, they're not purchasing Christmas gear until after Halloween, but 
Be all, ready. <laughs> all Christmas pins, they start picking up in September. So if you're running Christmas workshops, you know, start making that content available at the very latest in October. And then once people have put away their Halloween gear, your pictures and your information is already on there. Whereas if you're just starting to add it at the end of November, you're really missing the boat. So that is all about content planning. So yes. And getting, and being, we'll have to get you back on and we'll have to talk about that later (laughs) because that is a huge topic in itself. It is. It is. And I work very closely in that world. Very cool. Oh, thank you so much, Megan, for all of your You're tips. Welcome. Can we leave our listeners with any little last tidbit that you want to share? Sure. So if people want to learn more about Pinterest, you know, um, how to use it for their business, I have lots of beginner tips available for free on my website, or you can follow me on Instagram, Megan A. Williamson. Um, maybe Jacqueline will be able to leave a link for that. And my blog, I blog regularly. Now the topics that I include on my blog, so that's at Megan Williamson slash blog are all over. So some are for beginners, some are for Etsy shop owners, some are for, you know, tips related to this year. I, a variety of topics, but there's lots of uh, beginners content there. And I have some things that people can sign up for free, uh, optimization webinar. So what that means is I teach people through a webinar, how to make sure that your account um, does well for people who are searching for your content. So that's a really, really great, valuable webinar. I think, um, that once you've signed up for your business account would be great for your people. Um, I would say that, like I I think I quoted this earlier, done is better than perfect. Don't wait to get on Pinterest because the sooner you are on there, the sooner you can be driving traffic to your business. And it is this beautiful crock pot. You kind of set it and you can walk away from it. It doesn't need daily nurturing. Um, and so the quicker you can get your things up there, the better. Um, and, and don't worry about things being perfect. Pinterest loves non-perfect. So just get started. Just get Get started started on Pinterest. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, once people get into it, they're like, why haven't I been here the whole time? And I always say like, told you so, but you have to be, (laughs) you have to feel like, you know, people, people have to get there and everyone has their different journey of how you, um, when and how you layer in, you know, your business and your marketing for your business. And so, but know that, your, your whole business doesn't have to be fully operational and perfect for you to be on Pinterest before you can start driving interest and eyes on what you have to offer. Yeah. Just secure your Pinterest board or your Pinterest name and all that fun stuff to get started. So we would love to hear your feedback. Uh, Megan, you gave us so many tips on uh, how we can use it to help our customers be engaged more with our business. So everyone go follow Megan. And uh, yes, your website links will be uh, in the show notes. And uh, I am going to start following you more (laughs) and and learning more too. So uh, thank you again. Uh, Thanks so much for having me, Jacqueline. I loved it. Oh, welcome. This is going to be so much fun. So if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, I don't want you to miss an episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Jacqueline DIY. And for more free content, video, and solid advice to build your creative workshop business and be inspired, please visit JacquelineDIY.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. And if you're in the business of DIY, 
Feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend.